And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready? Set. Listen. Good morning, everyone. So it's funny because my my show is usually like peppy, but this morning, like there's so much energy in this room that I'm just like, that seems kind of slow. <laughs> but we're talking about the go-getter and filling in for my co-host who's actually taking care of some fast matters. Maybe he'll tell us about that later. Uh, but he may be jumping on on a call soon, but he's actually heading to Prescott to take care of some stuff. Um, but filling in for him is... Julie Jones. What's happening? Oh, I'm excited to be here again with you. I know. What's been going on? It's been a while. It has been a while. Just busy, living life, showing other people how to love life. And you know me, the adventurous Julie Jones, always out there, always making it happen. Doing some traveling? Not as much as usual. I mean, I, I love to travel, and I just got back from a quick jaunt to Idaho Falls, which was beautiful. Went there for some training. And um, no, I've been kind of homebound. I've just been uh, really working with people here locally in the area just to help them, you know, really achieve the life of their dreams. Mm. So. so any trips to Belize coming up soon? Because I know you have some fun places out there to visit. Could be. Uh, yeah. You know, we're looking at Belize. Um, actually, my husband is talking about next year taking me on my bucket list item which is Australia and New Zealand. Nice. So I am super excited about that. Wow, I like yes. that. Yes. So I think you know one of our guests today. He is the dynamic, funny man. So I've, I've run into him probably 10 times, and it's always like a fun meeting. We take these fun shots, which I'll be sharing later. But, you know, just one of the most genuine people I know on this planet. You are always happy. You're so fun to be around. Keith Ellis, man. Well, Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How are you? How are Good. you? Good. And you've been traveling some. Yes, I've been yeah. around a few spots in the last couple of months. Yeah. You were uh, the Buddha on the beach not too oh. long ago. <laughs> Those photos, where is that? Ventura. Ventura. It's oh, yes. a good place. Yes, Ventura and then Paso Robles in Sacramento. Yeah. So. And it looks like you've been working out, too. Uh, I, I give you some props because that... I'm pretty. Uh, you know, when you wake up, you do a push up. I'm up. I'm like, I'm good now. So <laughs> I was going to say, you don't even look like Buddha on the beach. <laughs> so I got to no. sit here looking good. <laughs> you haven't seen the other photos. <laughs> no, because like the people I was with out there doing some of the shows, they eat a lot. So I started getting the belly. So I got back here. I'm like, I'm happy now. So I've been yeah. working out, crunching. And yeah. Yeah. And you've got a show coming up in September that I noticed. Yeah. I, Still the clean fun? Still the clean fun. Yeah. And I keep it clean. Keep it yeah. clean. Yeah. It gets me a lot of places. So I have a show in, in uh, Nevada, Mesquite, Nevada, and then I have another show in Tucson. At the, uh, it's at the Gaslight Music Hall. They've never had a show there, I believe. It's a comedy show. Wow. So it was me and a gentleman. I'll throw his name out there, Michael Bailey. So mm. it'll be me and him co-headlining that show. You go out there, show them how it's done. You get an hour of fun from both of us. 
Oh, I like that. The hour yes. of fun. Okay, so we were on we were talking on the phone not too long ago and you mentioned something that actually reminded me of the go getter. But it was more of like like the positive energy that you just live by. And you were saying something about your car broke down and some water and it was just like an amazing story and I invite you to just share it because it just really just showed me the level of commitment you have for life and just positiveness around the world. Uh, well, I'm trying to remember some of the things that I said. I know it's, things happen. I don't. I never take it in a point like it's just upset me. It's just there's a purpose behind it, and what am I going to do to to move on from that? So if it happens to me, I'm like, okay, I still need to get to where I have to go. So if you have connections, you have friends, you have associates, you either make the phone call and you call them out on it, or you start walking to get to where you, you need to go. Um, car broke down one time, and all I need to do is just like, okay. People are like, dude, how are you going to get over here? How are you going to get over there? Okay, I'll go rent a car. I'll call an Uber. Something. And it always seems to work out. So I, don't, I never look at things uh, negative because even when I flew back here from Ontario last week, they lost my luggage. And I'm like, okay. Then I got back to my apartment. Then there's a leak in the bathroom. But I'm just like, it's still got to be fixed. I'm, I'm handyman. I've done things like that. I've done, I looked at my, one of my resumes. I think I've had over 55 jobs. So, I mean. I, I, Is that it? Uh, I'm trying to keep it so low. So lazy. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it low. <laughs> I looked at my, my African heritage. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, I don't know. It's just I always look for the positive, and I've seen to be 90% positive of everything that happens in my life. It's just, you know, I've worked at funeral homes, and I got a J.D. Powers Award for, you know, even making some of the clients, not the ones that were not, you know, breathing a lot, Good. laugh, but, you know, mm. <laughs> it's just, it's it, at the, that's not even right, that's honest, <laughs> though, it's just, you know, if you can make people laugh, it just changes a whole atmosphere around you, yeah. so my life is just always, I see things and take advantage of opportunities and just say, hey, how can you make it different for somebody else, because in order for me to help anybody else, I have to make a difference for me in order for them to see it, and then they'll all maybe start believing it, too. Yeah. So I have to truly believe it. So my faith is really strong. And that laughter is always there. Yeah, that's one thing. It's just, yeah. That's, you just light up. You're just like, I yeah, just, whatever's that, going see, on. You do the same thing. Because you, when you can You're walk in, in the room, room and light a room up, see, when you can walk in like the room. it's like a mirror. Like, <laughs> and then you just see the energy. People start looking around like, you know, is he here? Is the, is the, is the Messiah coming yet? You know, so <laughs> the things just change. So Starbucks, do the same thing. You don't even have to know them, but they're happy. They'll give you a coffee for free because so many customers are so negative and bad. They're happy somebody just made them laugh. Like, hey, man, I appreciate it because I was stressing because blah, blah, blah. Well, it's funny because I grabbed my coffee this morning, and I noticed that they also look you in the eye. Yes. Like there's something very, like, engaging about that. They might be having whatever day they're having, but at the moment they put on that apron and they're there for you, they're looking you in the eye, they're making sure they know your name, they're like, what do you need, what do you want, I'm here for you. And it's such a great feeling. And when you get that in return, it just makes it that much easier. You're like, okay, there is still, there is still some friendliness happening. Yeah, and it's so easy to do that. It's easy to do that, but I don't know. Let's see. Trump's in town today, right? I heard there's a rally. Well, hopefully it's going to be nice and peaceful. That would it be is. nice to hear a nice, peaceful I think peaceful that rally. was part of what the mayor said, peaceful. Yeah, I hope, I hope that here it's like nothing happened in Arizona today. It was a surprise. Really? Yeah. Now the rest of the nation are like, what's going on there? Yeah. So, you know. And it's easy. I mean, it's easy. Just, just choose to be happy and peaceful. When You're you right. It's a choice. It is a choice every single day. And there is so much negativity. It's like, why? Why, you know, focus in on that? I mean, I love to be able to do things to make people's days. You know, a simple smile, a simple, like, eye contact, whatever it is, can make absolutely the difference for someone in their life, no matter what, you know, what is going on. 
it's funny when you called me yesterday, I got so excited and it's amazing people like that in my atmosphere that when I see their name, even on Facebook, it's just like, I'm happy to see your face. But when you call me, it's almost like Julie's calling me. And then you show up here today and that just makes my day. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. So we have a little switch up because we also have Doug in the house. Yes. Who actually was a part of Property Wars. Yes. Not so peaceful. No, no. <laughs> Everyone's yelling and screaming at each other. We're competing for houses. It gets crazy down yeah, there. Yeah. So what's up with that? You know, we, we, we finished up. We did three seasons and finished up uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was great. Because I, I, of a fight? Uh, no, no, there wasn't a fight. It just, you know, it, it just ran its course. You know, a lot of these, uh, you know, it's all the rage on HGTV now. I think we were just on the wrong channel. We were on Discovery. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people love watching Discovery, but they go on to see Shark Week or uh, Deadliest Catch or something like that. And then all of a sudden you got, you know, three ra raving lunatics down at the courthouse steps screaming and yelling at each other, you know, uh, bidding on houses. Mm -hmm. uh, we had pretty good ratings there for a while, but we got... We went up against the NBA Finals. We went up against wow. uh, uh, the the Olympics. It, it was every bad thing that you can go up against. When we were going up against ratings, uh, we we went up against. Uh, did that affect you a little bit? Like, did the ego get hurt a little bit? Like, ah, I got to compete against this basketball champion. Yes, I'm still mad about. Uh, I think it was Game Six of uh, San Antonio against the. Um, the heat game when uh, <laughs> San Antonio was up, uh, uh, I think like six points in the fourth quarter yeah. and uh, with like 30 something seconds left. And uh, they hit a couple of threes in a row to tie the game, went to overtime and wow. game seven so wait, was wait, on wait. a Thursday night. I'm going to pause you there a second. Cause that means you were watching the game and not your own show. <laughs> no, no, no. That was on a Tuesday game. Seven was the final game was going to be on a Thursday, which was oh. the night. So I was hoping they wrapped it up on Tuesday <laughs> so that we would have better ratings, but we went up against game seven. I mean, uh, come on. It was <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, mm. yeah, but uh, no, it was such a great time doing that show. Um, so is it all real? Uh, well, there's there's a lot of realness to it. There's a lot of stuff uh, that that was not uh, as as you know. You can only go in. You know, you, you're looking at people walking in a door, and going, "Oh wow," you know. And then they get two different angles of it. I mean, obviously, there's been people in there. You got the camera guys inside of it, you know. So, uh, I've, yeah, a lot of times we had already seen the house or previewed the house, but a lot of times we we hadn't, and, we, and it's really they're taking a, a view. They just don't know what what. Um, take they're going to take you know you have to oh shoot we didn't get this take yeah. you're going to have to go back and, and do it again and you're was walking it back in no it was it was more boring than anything honestly <laughs> you, know, uh, you know people think of television as as being such a you know it's so exciting and everything but you're sitting around all day long and and uh you know the camera guys uh, have to set up and get their their shots and everything and and so uh, there's a lot of uh waiting around and and um and, and just doing our own business and trying to conduct our own business while shooting a, a TV show. And, mm. and uh, that was a little bit tough. But, you know, I'm excited to you know, be a part of American culture. And, and uh, totally. you know, m my grandkids will, will watch and go, oh, my gosh, I was grandpa. And I'm like, yeah, I was a lunatic throwing phones and screaming. <laughs> Did you throw and, a phone? Oh, really? I threw a couple of them. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm known as the guy to the angry guy that throws phones, yeah. Wow, you seem so tame and peaceful You know, it's here. so funny. When I, see, when I meet people out on the street and, and they recognize me and I talk to them, they're like, wow, you're a lot nicer than I thought you were. I didn't want to come up to you because I thought you would just start screaming at me. So wait, was it, was it like 
pre-done that you were going to like throw the phone or was it just the spur no, of the moment no, kind of like of the moment I just throw thing. phones I'm like this will this will be good you know and let's let's do this and and uh and then I'll go back and say uh Discovery Challenge you write me a $600 check for I can get a new iPhone <laughs> oh oh so it was an iPhone phone oh phone yeah oh, in yeah. your own yeah yeah so oh, yeah so that hurts it was, a little bit it, it was uh yeah I figured that'd be good TV you know and I just, I just went with it and they and, and they to their credit they gave me a they, they, they paid did? for it yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping they would but they, I didn't know for sure but uh no they're they're great people over there. I work with some great producers. We still to this day talk to them all the time, meet them out. Uh, we have uh, we opened up a business in, in uh, L.A., so a lot of uh, producers and, and the camera guys live out in L.A., and I, I still, every time I walk, go out there, I, uh, I get together with them for dinner, and we, mm. we talk about the good old days. So business is L.A. and here now? Or? Uh, we're open up. We, we buy and sell and flip houses in uh, L.A., Phoenix, uh, Chicago, and Philadelphia. So you're doing a lot of traveling as well. Yeah, in fact, uh, I leave uh, tomorrow for L.A. and then uh, come back, and uh, then I go to Chicago on Sunday, and then uh, come back. And I just got back from Costa Rica. We were talking about Belize. I've never oh, been to Belize, yeah. but I went to Costa Rica, and had a, that was awesome. I loved it. Uh, had a blast there. That's cool. I'd never been to, to the South America, and that was what a beautiful place. With the, it's like jungle down there, and then it opens up to the to the ocean and you got monkeys running around you're like wow never seen monkeys in the wild you know and just it was uh, it was cool it was a good i'm place. sold let's go yeah <laughs> that's awesome okay so how did business do when you were on the show like you mentioned business but was it something that actually challenged business or did it increase business uh you know what it it, it uh when the show started going you, you could see a lot of people came down to check it out you know they wanted to see the the, the it was basically the courthouse steps foreclosures buying trustee sales and um, so we went down, and, and uh, all of a sudden, there's, there's a lot more people coming down there as soon as the show had aired. It's kind of like storage wars, where you had the, the, the uh, people coming down to, to buy the storage lockers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that, that show hits, and next thing you know, they're, they're fighting against another 100 people down there. So it was kind of the same thing, but, uh, you know, the, all the regulars, uh, you know, they're down there. They were still there, and, and a lot of people just came to check it out and kind of meet, meet the guys that were down there. And, and it was just a, an interesting thing. Um, Shortly after, shortly after uh, the show stopped, uh, foreclosures dried up, and we've we've kind of uh, uh, switched our, our marketing and gone to uh, direct to direct to the seller now. So you see, you might have seen some of my commercials on the air saying, "I'm Doug Hopkins, and I want to buy your house." And we've been airing that for for a couple of a couple of years now, and that's done really well. So we're buying direct from seller. You got marketing is always about uh, changing your ways. You can't stay stagnant. You got to always. Uh, uh, keep um, keep trying new things and seeing what works. You gotta be clever. That's the that's the motto of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, always ahead of the game. All right. So, what's next? Any of you? What do you want? The go getter. <laughs> so, since the name of the show is Go Getter, like, what keeps you in the go getting mode? Any of you? You know, I, I think that, uh, and I'll start off. And if you guys don't mind, I just. Uh, what we just talked about is always adapting and uh, always looking to to grow. You know, if you're not growing, you're dying. It's a famous saying that that I've heard for a long time. And and um, you you, you got to keep on looking for that next big thing and and trying. And I, I try honestly uh, in marketing myself. I try so many different things. Whether it's um, uh, having door knockers, go, people go out there knocking on doors or mailers or trying certain. Um, software that people bring to me. You know, I throw so much stuff uh, at the wall and just try to see what sticks and what works. Uh, just trying you, you always have to reinvent yourself because if you're not, you're going to be you're going to be sitting there going, you know, who stole my cheese? At the end of the day, because everything keeps evolving, especially with technology out there. Uh, technology is, 
I mean, look at where we've held, how far we've come in the last 10 years and, and the companies that were huge 10, 10, 15 years ago that aren't even in existence anymore. You know, and, and nobody it's almost had, like you have to hold everybody's attention because it's moving so fast. Yeah, I mean, mm. Blockbuster was on every corner, and you don't—they're gone now. Some people and, are like, "What is that?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, twenty years ago, hardly anybody even had a phone, a cell phone, and now people, everyone can't we live beepers. without one. Remember yeah. beepers? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the beeper. I'm bringing pager, beeper back. Pager. I'm bringing beeper back. <laughs> I, it's the just pager. technology has gone so far, so fast. Uh, I mean, you look. Do you at, think it's um, actually? And this is probably going to go to Julie next because I think it's actually increased our stress level. Oh, yeah, Every silence. Yeah, yeah, no, I know no. it's silence because <laughs> I think it actually has become such a world of attention, and you got to pay attention to this and that and this and that, and keep moving, and your brain's moving. What's the stress level now? You, you know, for for me, I just think that, uh, especially the younger generation. I have I have two teenage daughters, and and I have to tell them. Put their phones away at dinner. We were at dinner last night. They're both on their phones. I'm like, put your phone away. It's hard to even put that phone away or turn it off for a certain amount of time. You start freaking out a little bit, you know. And and I found that happening with me. What I what I always say to my girls and 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 to people that I meet is like, you know what? I, it's easy to text and it's easy to email, but nothing is better than getting in front of somebody in front of, in front of somebody's face and having yes. a personal conversation and connecting with that person. I mean, telephone will do as well. But especially in business, I want to be in front of the people that I'm working with. I don't want to communicate by text or email. I want to talk to them personally or, and at the minimum, at least once, you know, especially the first time, meet them to establish some sort of uh, relationship or bond that, that, that we don't have nowadays a lot of time. It's just too easy to text and not, and not have that personal interaction, which, um, you know, which I, I thrive on. I love how you said the bonds because I think you can't have that in a text. I think there's more miscommunication than there is real communication. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. I yeah. couldn't agree more with what you just said. I mean, I um, and, and I found myself um, starting to hang out a little bit more with millennials because of the fact that they do bring me up to speed a lot quicker on yeah. some of the technology. Yet I do think we get so overwhelmed with, you know, everything that is being thrown at us. I mean, and no matter what they say, and, I, and I'm a woman, you know, they say that we can multitask so, so much better. <laughs> yes, we can to a certain degree, yet it, it becomes overwhelming. And then I find that I forget stuff or that I'm not as focused. And I mean, every time you, you distract yourself from something, let's say that you're focused in on emails and then that phone dings and you pay attention to your phone, the recovery time to have to go back to that email and to focus back in on what you're doing creates even more stress. So it's like sometimes just like you said, setting the phone aside and just putting it aside. We don't have to be, it's almost become an addiction, you know? And I oh, know yeah. for myself, I mean, really, truly, it's like if, if I'm not able to find my phone, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And it's like, we never used to be like that. Or I the mean, battery. Oh my God gosh. God forbid that goes yes. down. Yeah, if it's going down, it's like, okay, who's got a charger? Who's got a charger? So I don't lose my lifeline. It's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. But I still go back as much as I do utilize technology, I'm still face-to-face. -face. Like, for an example, today somebody reached out to me to want to be my friend on Facebook, and I just started a little dialogue through Messenger. Hey, it's great to meet you. And, you know, how about actually meeting for coffee to find out more about each other and to see how we can help each other with business? I am still face-to-face. -face. I am so much face-to-face, -face, or I love to pick up the phone and actually have a conversation because I think that you can read so much more into, especially if it's somebody that you're thinking about doing business with, 
body language, eye contact. I just, based on my intuition, get much more of a feel from someone when I'm actually in front of them versus just doing it all by technology. Because to your point, um, you can read much more into a text. Like you think that somebody's mad at you or happy with you. And, and people who are now having conversations, I mean, nothing drives me crazier than to be at a restaurant and watch everybody, you know, at the table, just all on their phones. And, and you know, and worse yet, if they're having conversations with each other via text <laughs> yeah. and they're not actually, you know, conversing. And it's, we have to, to have a good combination of both. I heard one time that there was a, a little competition at a dinner they would um, put all their phones in the middle middle of the table, and whoever picked up the phone first got to pay the bill. Nice. Oh, I like that. That is like a good that. one. I think that's I a like great that. idea. I mean, we're you know, when you talk about being go-getters, I mean, you know, like I know I can be on 24-7, yet there has to be a point where you just actually turn it off. And um, I think that sometimes, you know, the ADD and the ADHD that, uh, that adults say that they have, I think that a lot of that's been brought on by all the technology. And sugar. Because, yes, and the sugar. <laughs> well, I get that. However, it's so like you're go, 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 and, you know, so many different areas that sometimes once I slow down, I know for myself, and just take a moment to either reflect or to get back on focus, I'm so much more productive, so much more. And if I'm only focused on one thing, you know, as much as possible rather than, you know, multitasking all over the place. When I totally get the go-getter has to move around and be on their phone, but I've seen people like fall off curbs, like because they were texting at the same time they were walking, they're talking about banning that now too. (laughs) There was a guy on my Facebook yesterday that was texting at a Safeway uh, in Scottsdale and uh, walked into a cactus. And he had the pictures of the cactus all over his forehead and his hat. Uh, and he's like, I can't believe they put a cactus in the in the middle of a parking lot oh. Safeway. He goes, I know, but it's my bad for walking yeah. and texting Paying at the same attention. time. Yeah, yeah it's painful. <laughs> well, I don't. You're talking about stress. I don't really stress much. I mean, yeah, really, to the, no, to this point, it's like if I've had my phone stolen. I've had, and it's like if it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. What, what am I gonna do? I Have mean, you had it crack? I've had it crack. That's had, that's I've probably had. the worst moment. I but was it's like, like, oh. I mean, because people get to the point where they always want you to text them right back or you texting and i'm like if people text me back a day later i don't i don't mind because you're doing things i don't know what you're doing on the other end of the phone i don't know if you're driving i don't know if you're in a meeting i don't know so if i text you and you text me back fine if if you don't hear back from me don't trip don't trip i'll text you when i get you know because there's a lot of things that i do so my phone is just whatever's going to happen i'm not going to grab it every time you get that habit of always got to reach for it you get that uh, phantom vibration or i think the phone went off you don't even i have turn the phone it off I turn it off completely because I think if I'm in a meeting with someone, I want to give my full attention. I want to look them in the eyes. I want to know that that's a funny joke or not a funny joke or like have that interaction, like really be present. And see, and I never turn mine off. It's 24 and 7. Really? Always. And it's just like I'll answer it when I need to answer it. And, you know, I know it went off, but I'm not going to run it. It doesn't distract it. you? Mm-mm. Really? I've learned, I've learned it's just like, okay, the phone went off. You know, you can text somebody. I haven't gone there yet. Yeah, well, it's just, it's too yeah, I, I need a Buddha moment on the beach, I guess. That's why I go, because it's like, <laughs> I, I always think I li- I've seen so many of my friends just go crazy because yeah. the phone's going off, and they're just like constantly, and then, you know, I'll do these fairs, and I, I'll have a worker on the phone, and I was like, what, what's, it's, it's what's, the what's fear the problem? of missing out. What do you mean? You've missing? heard of that, right? You, 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 <laughs> it's the fear of the, the <laughs> drama. It's the fear of the it drama. Is. Want yeah, to keep it, something Maybe it's a girl going. thing. I don't know. See, no, it's some guys do that, but it's just to me, it's just, I just, if to relieve stress, you know, to get away from it is to control it. 
which is a beautiful thing because things are going to happen in your life anyway. Right. So might as well get used to like the dog barking and this happening over there. But and what just happens still if you get a text? What happens if you get a text? <gasps> what I can you do? See who it is. What do you? Then what else? What, oh, you can't respond I, back. I, or, I want to. So, yeah, and then it's in your brain. Yeah. Like then I'm like, oh, thinking about what am I going to say? So now it's like, okay, and then sometimes you just respond back, and sometimes you just kill it. And it's rude. I, I, I think it's rude if somebody's in front of you and you're texting back. Yeah, that I agree. That that I'll, I'll say I agree. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing worse than talk. You're talking to somebody, having a conversation, and also they pick up their phone and and you're talking and they're doing a they're they're on the phone just tapping away at the things, not looking at you and listening to you. I'll just stop talking. I was like, just let me know when you're done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's our generation, but I will say that the millennials, you know, that that's not them. They have no problem like that. That's how with yes. all the technology that so that's they how the they Keith do method. it. And they and they don't like they will do that texting. They'll be in conversation and they'll be texting someone and they don't consider it as, you know, as rude. Like I, you know, will never do that to someone. I will. And I keep my phone in my purse, you know, away from me so that I have my focus like one on one when I'm with, you know, with someone, Um, you know, and I I just won't be that distractive. I mean, sometimes something happens. However, it's like it can wait. And the whole idea, too, of what you were talking about, Keith, in regards to people read into stuff. It's like, I don't always get a chance to respond back to my text <laughs> messages. Or I kind of have a habit of that I'll, my text message will come in, I'll read what it says. And if I am in the middle of something else, I won't get back to it. And I may forget about it, or I may not get back to it right away. And so, like, knowing how I am at times, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I think too many people go to that place of, oh, they're blowing me off or they don't want to do business with me or this or that and the mm-hmm. other thing. And you create a story. It's just a story. There is no truth to it. And it's like where the, the brain can, you know, kind of go to. It's like we have to stop that, you know. And that's where, again, with all this like crazy fast paced stuff, we expect everything now. I think that that's what technology yeah. has given us. It's that. I mean, you ever watch a YouTube video now? You don't even want to wa- wait the three seconds for the and ad to be it. done so that you can skip it so that you can watch the YouTube. I mean, technology is just making us move even faster, and we want things faster and quicker and now. And it's like it doesn't always happen like that. Mm-mm. Well, with that being said, we're actually going to take a quick break, and we can come back to a little bit of more of a rally here. But um, let's keep talking about the go-getting and maybe some specifics of what's made you a go-getter today. And we'll be right back. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. 
Call LiveScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.LiveScapePremier.com to learn more. Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over one million people, so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226 to make your next event picture perfect. Anyone who's ever sat through a long meeting or presentation knows what it's like to experience information overload. And anyone who's ever led one of these meetings knows the challenge of holding the attention of an audience. In such an information-dense society, this is a real problem when we want our message to be heard. Frame the Message, Inc. is the solution to helping your audience capture and retain information quickly and effectively. In a process called Live Graphic Recording, Frame the Message, Inc. creates large, colorful illustrations to accompany your presentation and captures the essence of the message of your meeting or event. If you want to avoid hearing this and instead hear this, then bring Frame the Message, Inc. to your next meeting or conference. When it comes to delivering a message, you have a choice in how your audience engages. Make the right one with Frame the Message, Inc., that's frame the message inK.com Welcome back to marketing money mindset the place where clever marketing creating money and the conscious mindset intersect with your hosts Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi and Julie Jones fitting in but I think Everardo is on the phone right now. You here, dude? Hey, good morning. How are you? What's up, Speedy? I'm out chasing the eclipse. No it way. It got a little dark. <laughs> I went to, I went to sleep. That's perfect. How's uh, have you reached Prescott yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm just about there. Yeah. All right. We missed you earlier today. We we're talking about go getting. Well, and I heard the last comment about how this day and age, everyone is so tied up to that phone, and if you don't give that immediate response, just how turned off people get. And I fully agree with that. Like, people just make up a story in their head, not intentionally or not maliciously, but they're making up a story in my head of, why doesn't this person want to talk to me, or why doesn't this person answer their phone, not realizing that we're not always glued to it. Well, and I hope you didn't feel that way when I kept on going with the show without you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. No, and that's the, and that's the fun that's the fun thing about technology, right? Like it, it rings, but it doesn't ring on the other side. And sometimes, you know, stupid little things like that just happen. So. Well, and it's funny cuz I could totally make up a story right there on the spot like, "Oh, well, he doesn't want to be on the show or you don't care or whatever it is." But it's funny when you really get to it and it's the lack of communication at the end of the day. I think the go-getters actually do communicate effectively. And that means getting what the people say versus making up your own ideas in your own mind. Well, and there's that saying I always laugh at too, right? You have a glass of water that's half full. So you have the optimist and the pessimist. And they're arguing about is it half full or is it half empty? Meanwhile, that third person comes in, they come in, they drink the water. 
that's the opportunist and that's a go-getter. Well, and it's so funny because I was talking about that same concept and someone brought up the other person, the one pouring it is the one that knows. Ponder that for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was actually a kind of a witty thing because honestly, it could be either way. But the truth is, whoever's pouring it is the one that really knows. I'm really thirsty. Though. Well, and chances <laughs> are, I like being the person that pours it because chances are they have a lot extra too. Yeah, but if you're pouring, it's probably wine. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, then there is no extra. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so we were actually going to be talking about things that actually make you into a go-getter. Like, are there situations? And, and this is one of the fun things that we actually have talked about on social media, that you always see the good. You don't always see the bad that actually got you to the place that you are. So kind of like we were talking about Keith and, like, when your car breaks down and how do you figure that out? And is there something that actually causes you to be optimistic and just be like, you know what? Okay, so my car broke down. I'm going to find another way or I'm going to meet someone that's actually going to give me some water or figure out how to get to where I'm supposed to go, regardless of the circumstances. So what makes you who you are, uh, Keith? What makes me? The go-getter. Uh, when you know that there's a purpose, you know there's a reason behind everything you do. So uh, example, I remember once I had a little scooter and my scooter broke down on 16th and Southern. I pushed that scooter all the way from 16th and Southern to 91st Ave and probably Buckeye. So that was about five, I don't know how many hours of pushing it. and then. I had ran out of water, out of nowhere. I, I knew I couldn't make it anymore. I was ready, I was done. I was ready to pass out, call it a day. It wasn't gonna happen. A guy pulls up right then. He had just saw me earlier, and he came back by with his girlfriend. He says, hey dude, you want some water? And I was out of water. But it's like, right when you think you don't have it, it's there when you need it. And that's the key point. Everything just keeps happening when you don't think you have another gig. Next thing you know, another gig pops up. So I just keep on, it's like, there's a purpose for me and these people that keep coming across in my life. So that's why it's like, I know I can make a difference if I keep doing what I'm doing, because if I do my shows and people are always like, we don't see many clean comedians, then that takes me to another area where they're like, do you do corporate shows? Do you do private shows? And it just keeps opening up more opportunities for me. And that's what got me to Germany. They saw me on Facebook and talked to me for a full year and asked me, have you ever been to Germany? I'm like, no, would you like to come? Yeah, and I said, financially, this is, we'll take care of it for you. I didn't know who they were, and I was the only person they flew out there for 31 days. Did they notice that you were surprised? Yes, uh, that's why we had to talk, because I was like, you know, what is this, you know, we could go back into the human trafficking. I'm in Germany now. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. But I, took, I jumped on a plane and rode it all the way out there, and everybody's like, do you know who they are? I'm like, never met them before. Don't know. Went, and you take chances. So you were trusting the system. I, I trust my instincts, and like, I, I trust in general. It's just like. Did you do a lot of research on them? No, not really. Wow. I, and didn't have a show when I got there. There was no show planned until I got there, and then they spoke to the military and said, there's a guy from America here. And then I went to Czech Republic, and I went to Bavaria, and there were shows. We just put shows together when I got there. So they said, we're going to book the shows when you get here. Okay. And now they want me to come back. So I've made oh, wow. friends. One lady wants me to teach skiing. And I said, I don't, I can't, I don't, you sure? <laughs> but she was speaking Bavarian to my translator, and the translator's like, your mannerism, your mannerisms you know, you can teach skiing. I'm thinking this would be good, good in Bavaria. A little, a black guy with some, some kids behind him skiing. It's like, this is really good. Follow me. This is oh, wow. <laughs> better and better. <laughs> this is going to be good. So it's like the materials is always there. But I, I just, I take a lot of chances. I've done things in LA. I've done things in movies. I've slept in the car. I've done, I mean, it's like you do what you have to do to get to where you know you can go. And I mean, I've just, I've done so many things that people are just like, dude, you're trusting. I, I did a movie once. It was a, uh, 
it was James Brown, it was like, uh, it was a bunch of the guys, Maceo and the band and things like that, and they did this thing with, uh, it was for James Brown, and it's in the Hall of Fame in Seattle. And I, I, I ran out of money, and I was walking back and forth to the hotel, but I didn't think about it. We'd go to the set at four o'clock in the afternoon and finish at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm walking through the neighborhood looking around, and the walls are tagged. And I'm thinking, oh, this is really smart, kid. Do you have luggage? And you're walking through a neighborhood at four o'clock in the morning, and you, you are just a prime statistic right now to be jacked up. And then the next day I go to the set, and there's a guy in front of me. He asked me where I'm from, and he says, I said, from you know, Arizona. And he says, where you stay at? I'm at the hotel. He says, you can crash at my place if you want. You know, I'm not gay or nothing like that, but if you want, you can play it. You can crash at my place. And we became the best friends. He's got me on other movies with Jamie Foxx. And it's just like you trust. You, when you know it, you know it. And that right then and there, out of nowhere, we've been friends for like 10 years now. Well, and one thing I know about you, you probably do the same. Yeah. I mean, you, you, sometimes you just feel comfortable and you're just like, everybody needs a helping hand. And even when I did that, I was walking home. I met some girls that were on this set. And they didn't know me and asked them to give me a ride back to the hotel. Keith, it's a clean show. Yeah. Well, when I got back, yeah, okay. Um, okay, we'll <laughs> skip over a couple of parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when we got back, they had... When I told him I had met this guy who said, you know, I could crash at his place, they didn't know me on, after two days, gave me their phone number and the, her boyfriend's number and says, if you ever need help, if you don't like where you're staying, give me a call. Everyone needs a way out. And I looked at him and I was like, wow. He said, no matter what time it is, if you don't feel comfortable staying with this guy, call us. We'll come pick you up no matter where you're at. Oh, you got backups all over the place. That's why I don't worry about money. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I really don't worry about much at all. I mean, I do, I've done things in South Carolina. I've trained. I've done training across the country because I used to do biometrics. So I've just, I've just learned to trust and believe and have faith and just, you know, there are good people out there. And if you give good energy, you hope to get the same thing back. One thing else is you're consistent. I've known you for probably maybe six, seven years. Yes. And there's always been this consistency to you that's just so genuine and so giving and able to just provide anything that's there. Like, you have no, I can't. You are like, I can. And if I can't figure it out yet, I will. And it's such a genuine thing to have around you. And that's probably one of the things that people are mostly attracted to. Because I think in a generation that there's so much negativity and there's so many opportunities to actually buy into it. It's so refreshing to have people that are just committed to having a yes life and to go get whatever needs to be gotten. But you know how many people you can inspire? I talk to so many people, and they like, they like my company, they like my energy. But when you talk to them and they actually start believing in themselves, that's when you know it's time for you to move on. It's like, you know, I like when you're around. Yeah, but when I'm not around, then they kind of fall off. And, but it's like, okay, I'll keep feeding you. I have friends I've met one time in South Carolina and all these other places. We've been friends for 18 years. 21 years, 25 years, and we've only met once. And we stay in contact with each other by just texting back and forth, and we haven't seen each other since. And it's just that energy. It's like, we're going to live, we're going to die. But in between, let's make this ride smooth. So, you know, and if well, you want One go thing I hear in common. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was saying, one thing I hear in common from what Keith is saying to what other go getters are doing is when opportunity knocks, they actually open the door. Right, so they can't sit on the other side of it and say, "Oh, no, I don't ever get any opportunities, or nothing ever comes my way." It's coming your way all the time. You just have to be receptive to it. Yes. And whoever you meet, the connections, I, I have no problem sharing. If you ever go someplace, if comedians want to go someplace, and I say, "Take my number down. If you go to Indiana, I can get you a spot on stage or connect you with another comic," and blah blah blah. And so many people don't want to give you that because they have that 
that crabs in a barrel syndrome where they don't want you Hold to you down. exceed what you're doing, you know, what they're doing. So you're just like, I don't care. What's for me is going to be for me. And it's always worked out when I go someplace, bam. I've always gotten spots. I've done things and, you know, I've called people up, can I get some spot on your show? Yeah, I send them a link and they'll say, hey, uh, can we pay you to do a half an hour? I'm like, that's even better. So it's, it's it. I, don't, I'm try I used to be a part of the problem because I would think bad about certain things. It's like, come on. You know, and then I'm like, wait a minute, a friend told me something because you start listening to things like Louis Hayes and, you know, those positive um, affirmations and things like that. And it's just like, let's just change this whole, let's just flip it 180. And now I, I don't really worry about much. I really don't. It's just, yeah, it's there when, it's, when I need it, even if I don't see it coming. But you're also taking action. Yes. yes. You also pick up the phone. I will pick up the phone. And you, and you call people out. Yeah. It's like a network meeting. <laughs> you talk to a lot of people in network meetings, all they do is they play the game in front of you. But like you said, if they're not listening, but they hear you, they're not listening. You know, I do the network meetings and they'll talk to you like, oh, comedian. Oh, and then they, you're not what I need. And they walk away. Then they come back later on if they find out, oh, you're in front of a lot of people. Oh, you can help me out. Oh, and now you want me because you thought maybe I'm just a small time local open mic comedian. Now you find out it's like, okay, I'm a little bit further out there. Now you want to utilize me because it's for your benefit. And then it's like, I, I have no purpose for that. So yeah, I'll call you out. I'll call you, you know, people want to video me. They want, uh, you know, I could do a great video for you. Okay, you can come to my show anytime you want. Come to my show, I'll comp you in. They never come. Why would I want to hire you if you don't even come to see how I move? So I, was, I call them on it. I was like, what's the purpose? So I'll come out and support you, people that I know, because I want to show, I want to show support. It's not, it's not, this whole thing is not about me anyway. It's about what can we create, because when this is all done, I want to be make sure that my connection of people are all good people. So that's my world. If anybody's in my world and they say, Keith Ellis, it was like, oh, okay, I know this guy worked with him, so he must be okay. And that's how it's worked in a couple other areas. Oh, and it might make a difference with someone that's not there yet. Like, there, there's always those moments where those people that are just still in that negative zone or just see it that way or half full. But sometimes as much as we pour up on them and just, like, be the example, be the example, eventually something will crack. You know, yeah. It, I mean, when they finally hopefully get tired of doing what they're doing, and it's just like, okay, okay, okay. And then you keep on saying, just give it a chance, give it a chance, give it a chance. And then they finally, like, okay. And then they'll say, oh, man, you know, something happened the other day. Now, you know, like it's a pretty lady. You like you always if you compliment them, that person better take that compliment and hold on to it because not often people get compliments. And when people do compliment, they always have a hidden agenda, most mm. of the time. So say well, you it's take dangerous. a compliment, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like take a compliment and hold on to it because it's like that that little syndrome where you walk down the street, hey girl, what's your name? You're you looking fine, and then you don't give them the number. They're like ah tramp, you know, they cuss you out. And it's like so now you just gave me a prelude to what you're really about. Because if you can just say that and you don't even know me because I didn't give you the number, you just call me out. What would happen if I actually gave you my number and then we something didn't work out right? You're still going to call me a tramp. And maybe some other stuff. Yeah, see, so as, I mean, people kind of show their cards a lot. You just got to pay attention and listen. Listen, because people actually like to talk about themselves. They do. They do. It's key. You don't listen or you don't, you know, don't pay attention to what people are saying. Pay attention to what they're doing. Actions always speak louder than words. People can tell you something all day long of how they're going to be or what they're going to do for you. But like you said, I mean, you know, you offer them the opportunity to come and videotape you at your show, and then they don't show up. Actions. It's all about action. There's one more thing, too. It's the feeling that I get when I'm around certain people. Like, there's just, like, mm. like you guys, like, I've known you for years. 
Doug, I just gave you a hug because I think you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's Doug, something like, about these <laughs> I'll come back anytime. Doug's <laughs> in. Doug's in. And Ed gets to play with us all the time. And I think I just live a life that's just full of play. And if it's not fun, something's missing. Like, we need something. Um, someone didn't get their meal today. <laughs> something. The Snickers. So it's it's really about just having that feeling, you know, and just and you can bring that at any moment of the day, regardless, you know, just really be who you are and let people see that because I think there's such a wonderful thing when we can really be who we are and the people that are meant to be attracted just show up just like with Keith. Let your guard down, like like that's just huge. I and I know it's tough, yeah. but it's like really just be who you are. We all have that five-year-old kid in us yeah. still. It's just like go out there and have fun and play. And, you know, I mean, uh, we just gave, there's just so many, uh, there's so much opportunity in the world. And that's what I love. I mean, like I grasp, as somebody mentioned already before, every opportunity, taking action. I mean, kind of living by the philosophy, first day, last day. What if this was it? What if I woke up this morning and this is all I have today? It's like, why? It, it's a choice. It's like going out there, having fun, making the best. There is enough business out there for everyone. And I am such a giver. When I sit down with someone and, you know, kind of to your point again, Keith, it's like I don't look in it. I don't look at a situation of, of what's in it for me. It's like, how can I help you? What can I give back to you? Because um, and, and I think that that's one of those things when you when you go into a meeting or any kind of situation when you when you meet someone new, I mean people do love to talk about themselves. They really do. And like you can become somebody's best friend just by sitting there and listening. And I ask a lot of questions because I really do want to get to know people. That is one of my strengths. And one of the things that I really truly love about me is is the ability to create amazing relationships. You know, like you said, meeting people for just, you know, one time and just staying in touch. And no matter how much time passes, like it's been a while, it's probably been a couple months maybe since, and I thought of you and immediately reached out to you yesterday and, you know, just, I mean, we have that connection. It was like yesterday. It's like that, like it yeah, was just it's like, like that energy and we can pick up a conversation no matter, yeah. you know, from, from where we're at. And that's what I really strive for. I really to make a difference in people's lives you know that has always been my biggest I guess my biggest motto in life is how can I impact you how can I make a difference how can I help you and I think if we had more of that philosophy it always comes back it really truly does I mean my life is incredibly blessed you know but I'm also going out there and giving a lot of blessings out there to a lot of other people as well um, and I just, I love my life. I mean, I don't take anything really ever for granted. And like I said, I mean, there's nothing more painful, I think, than sometimes sitting on the fence to make a decision, you know? Um, and it's like, face the fear and do it anyway. You know, you can only make the best decision at any given time with the information you have. That's why they call hindsight 2020. I no longer look at things as failures. It's like, okay, well, that was another way that didn't work out. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? I love that. But you just said something that's really key is that everyone has a choice, and I think people forget that, or they let the fear drive them and motivate them in a negative way. And I, I run into so many people in events saying, well, that's just the way I am, or that's the way I've always been. 
but you can choose to change. People change and grow and take a different path every single day, every minute. You know, it's when you look up Google Maps to get directions to a place, it gives you three or four choices. You get to choose which route you want to take. And people forget that they have their own choice and decision. And, and I don't, you know, how do you get someone to overcome that? Do you, okay, so on that note, because I, I definitely know about the options that you have in life. Is it something that you choose every moment of the day or is it something that you set in motion when you wake up in the morning? Like that's one of those things about go-getters. Like they wake up going, today's the day. And is that something you... I think it's a combination. Like, you know, I'll get up in the morning and, you know, do a little meditating, set my intention for the day. Um, and I think it goes back to like that intuition or that feeling or like a choice is presented it in front of me. Um, I just, I personally choose happy. Like I, I have taught myself and I've learned and I've coached people through. It's a decision. It's a split, split second decision to shift. You can look at it and say, okay, you know, um, I can be angry about this for a while or I can allow the feeling to happen for a couple of minutes and then, okay, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. It's, it's because, I mean, how long are you going to dwell on something for how long? That's your choice. Well, and it takes courage. And I've seen you throughout the years do things that were extremely brave. And it's amazing how you coach people through that process now because you actually lived it. So if someone hears you today, what is the best way to reach you? And how do they connect and be a part of your coaching system? Well, I have a, a page, um, The Adventures of Julie Jones. Um, you can also reach me by my cell phone, um, which is 480-570-7382. Um, the Adventures of Julie Jones at gmail.com. And um, I'm available. I mean, they can even connect with you. Yeah, through for sure. Your, we love sharing your page. Yeah, with your Facebook. And I mean, <laughs> I'm just out there. I mean... Chances are you'll know me, you'll meet me. I'm out there networking. I'm out there loving life. And, you know, um, you'll find me. If the universe is meant for you to find me, you will find me. However, reach out and contact me. I love to help people. Yeah, and you're, you're a huge supporter of this show. Like, it's amazing how you were able to see something in, in this show that aligned with you and you wanted to be a part of that. And that was definitely something that I was so happy and just, like, Dude, anytime you want to be on the show, it's yours. And Thanks. it just, it's, it's those kinds of um, people and the support that actually makes shows like this possible. But it's also something that you're giving back in such a way that's so calming. Like just being around you, it's just like um, happy hour later. Like, you know, it's just like who doesn't want to be with you? And it doesn't even matter what we're doing. That's right. <clears throat> I always say I could have fun in a wet paper bag. I heard happy hours. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> I could have fun in a wet paper bag. So, you know, <laughs> bottle of wine, wet paper bag. Hey, we're, we're in for it. Just when I thought you weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug. All right, so adventures, is that something you're a part of? Like, are you up to the adventure of the morning, or do you even think about it, or do you just go through the day? Because you look like one of those guys who's just like, every day is just going to be a masterpiece. You know, I, I, uh, I, I really been lucky and blessed uh, uh I, I can tell you a story you, you guys were talking about fear and overcoming fear and that that really resonated with me and and i think that's that's one of the things that uh held me back at first and and uh and i overcame it uh and and it, i think it's led to a lot of my success i'll tell you a, a real quick story in in 2011 
on, on my Facebook had just come out. And someone sent out, sent out this thing you had to fill out. It said 25 things you didn't know about me, 25 random things you didn't know about me. And I think it was number 21, if I remember. It says, I have two huge fears in life. Number one is rodents. I don't like rats. I don't like mice. I, I hate rodents. Like, they scare the heck out of me. And that's another story altogether. I won't even get to that. Number two was public speaking. In eighth grade, I took a, uh, a, a oral presentation. I went up to, to speak, and I completely lost my, my, my train of thought. And it went blank, and I, everyone laughed at me. And ever since then, I never took a, did another oral presentation again. Took an F on every single one from, from, th from eighth grade till through college. And, uh, and I told the teachers, I'm not doing it. Won't do it. Give me an F, you know, or give me something else. Some of them will give me an, an optional thing, else, something else to do, or, or some just took the F and I'd have to, I'd get a C in the class because, uh, you know, I'd, I'd make it up in other ways. So um, when, when Property Wars was going, I got a, a huge opportunity to, to work with an educational company. And they were going to pay me a very large sum of money. And I told them, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I'll do this, and I'll go up to your Vegas events, and I'll, and I'll meet people, but I'm not getting in front of this uh, on stage and talking. It's not going to happen. And they said, no problem. You just have to go up there. Can you meet with people individually? I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm great with people like that. And then uh, they said, well, will you take pictures with them? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, I'll take pictures with them. Three days before the event, 500 people there, they called me up and go, Doug, we had a, a cancellation. We need you to talk for three hours. Three? Three <laughs> hours. I said, you got to be, even, out, you gotta be out of your mind. Keith has enough material for that. <laughs> I was like, you, you got to be out of your mind. Absolutely not. There's no way I can do it. They said, Doug, we're going to pay you this amount of money. I'm like, all right, I'll figure out a way. So I called up a, a buddy of mine, and uh, we put together a presentation. And I went up there. We went up there with him. Uh, and we were up there for three and a half hours. And it was literally the worst presentation I think in the history of presentations and I started out shaking my voice was shaking my whole body was shaking I was red I could feel it I was sweating it was I watched the person about an hour and a half in in the front row fall asleep oh, literally fall asleep that's heartbreaking and and I knew it was it was it was horrible but I'll tell you what it was also invigorating knowing that hey I, I remember a few times where I said these stories and I, I made someone smile or I made them laugh and I'm like wow this is this could be really powerful. And I went over the next few months, and I, I just practiced. And I got better and better and better. And I went out the second time, and I bombed again. And I'm like, but I didn't bomb as much, wow. you know. And then the third time, the fourth, now I go out there, and it's great. I love it. But it was getting over that fear. It was the same as, as when you're a kid or growing up, you know, asking, oh. asking a girl out. We've all been there. You know, and asking and mm -hmm. overcoming that fear. And how many times... Did, did you let that the right one go because you didn't have the guts to go ask her out because you were afraid of rejection? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God, I Memories. love that story, Doug, because yeah. it is so like I'm I'm there with you, and it's amazing, and I'm so glad they gave you money that made you say yes, yeah. because that that would have well, made not that's have happened. That's the person pouring the pitcher. There you go. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Well, I mean, we are all up, but I think we definitely have some more material to get through, and maybe we can add some more stuff on our Facebook page. And I would love to know, um, what's the fastest way to reach you right now? Yeah, uh, you can go to my website, DougHopkins.com, or my phone number is 480-464-6000.
And you'll speak in public. I'll speak in public now. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> and then definitely check out Keith's show. It's coming up September. September the 17th. Yes, yeah, I think it's on the page. Yeah. And we'll definitely share some information. I am so grateful everyone was here. Everardo, I hope you're um, getting to where you need to be safely. And we'll see you next week. Have a fantastic and absolutely. be fearless, be man. Fair. Be fearless. Thank you.